I remember growing up and I went to a school, it was something called the social. And the social was only for the elite kids. And the elite kids was barely anybody of color. And these kids, they learned about business etiquette. They went to different places and they always used to say, all I have to do is go to college and I have a job. That wasn't an option for us in underserved community. So now we need to make sure that that is an option. Welcome back to Chat with Leaders, where we amplify the voices of leaders who use business and influence as a force for good. We believe that it's their example that will have a tremendous impact on our next generation of servant leaders who will carry us forward into our bright, sustainable future. Today, I had the pleasure of sitting down with the founder and executive director of Future Successors, a nonprofit in Atlanta, Georgia, devoted to bringing awareness and resources to underprivileged youth to reach their full potential of success. They provide their students with unlimited resources and guidance to prepare them for a better tomorrow enlighten them on the importance of business at a formative time in their lives, as well as giving them opportunities to pursue more options at success. Nikki grew up in Augusta, Georgia during the 1980s war on drugs era and witnessed firsthand the supply and demand of drugs flowing through her neighborhood. As a result, the potential of some of the youth within her community was wasted, keeping them from becoming the scholars, leaders, and change makers that she aspires to make her students today. All right, let's get into this story with Nikki Watson. What do you wish that everyone knew about your profession, your purpose, and what ultimately drives your why? I wish everybody would know the power in their voice, their power in community, and their power in building a community they want to see. I know that sometimes we have challenges, we have red tapes that stop us, but we know if our passion will drive us to keep going, that we will see the change we want to see by, you know, our president of Barack Obama said that. My why became because I want to see more people that look like me out of property. And how do they get out of property? They got to know different things, different pipelines, different opportunities to make them successful. And in my um, community growing up, we didn't have that much to see being successful. Yes, you saw um, people on TV, but we know that that was a limited chance. The getting there was a 1% chance. And as a young child, we so fixated on getting there. And once we get older, we know that, hey, I don't have the ability to dribble a basketball like Michael Jordan or LeBron James. I don't have the capability of singing like Beyonce or dancing like Beyonce. You got to tell yourself, okay, but you do like some of those things and like some of those areas. Okay, so what about if I get a job at Nike? LeBron James have sneakers for Nike. Jordan have sneakers for Nike. This is how I can have that passion as my young self can connect with me being successful. And so that's what I want to show our kids and in our community that, you know, we can connect, we can um, intersect each other to get that, um, to get out of property and to live out our dream. And where did you grow up, Nikki? I grew up in Augusta, Georgia in the 80s. And we all know in the 80s, it was a high flux of drugs. And during the Reagan era, and you didn't see people on TV being successful. You saw people on the streets being successful. But that career was short-lived because nobody was going to be a kingpin forever. And, you know, you want to live forever. So you want a career that helps you out and that keeps you successful and keep you sustained. And that's what I wanted for people that are around me, my community. So if we just go back to Nikki Watson, Augusta, Georgia, has always been about the people that surround me, being in my community and growing with them. 
And you really did find your way. You had a very successful career in corporate America. And so when you first started that profession, what was something that maybe originally you found a little bit more challenging than expected? When I started my career in corporate America, I ended up in Washington, D.C. I was happy because I was outside of Augusta, Georgia, seeing something different. And also when I was in D.C., I saw a lot of polished people of color. So that was great. But the company I worked for, they were more about, um, I think a challenge you should know when you're going to corporate America or anything you want to do, do your values align with the company values. So my value is giving back and the company values didn't align with that. They align with pushing out products. <laughs> and then they say, oh, you can take off, but you got to make up that time. So if you can find a company that gives back and give you time to give back. That is a really good thing because that was a challenge because that work-life balance was getting, a scale was going up and one scale was going down. And that was when the burnout kept happening. And what's beautiful about that is there's so many companies that are exemplifying that in today's society with conscious capitalism, which I'm involved with here in Atlanta, with B Corps, you know, companies that use for profit, you know, pushing out products is not wrong. So long as you know, you're looking at it consciously about all the stakeholders that you're supporting, including your shareholders, but also your community and your people and your suppliers, everyone that has an impact on that. And so combining that purpose and passion is possible in the for-profit world, but it's also very possible in the nonprofit world when you start your own business, which you've done. I wanted to kind of go back to that time when you were at that inflection point. How did you originally arrive at the idea to facilitate after-school programs at Title I schools? I was living in New York City at the time, and the idea of me starting Future Successor came when I was living in D.C. So when I was living in D.C., I saw a lot of the good, the bad, and the ugly. When I'm saying the good, the bad, and the ugly, I saw polished Black people. I saw Black people just getting by, and I saw Black people just barely can make it. And something told me, like, if these individual can just talk to each other, find out a way how to get out of property that will help them out. So that was my idea with Futures Assessors, but it, it didn't push me until I got to New York. My supervisor made me mad one day and I just scribbled on a sheet of paper, okay, Future Assessors is coming to fruition. And I put in the paperwork, worked diligently on how to establish a nonprofit, put in all the paperwork for the state, the federal, and it came about. And one thing that I know is that when you want to see that change, you got to go to the people behind you. And that means the generation behind you. Because the generation in front of me, people are sitting there always. So it's a famous quote by Frederick Douglass saying, it's easier to raise stronger children than to repair broken men. And I believe that to this day. And Frederick Douglass is a famous abolitionist. And he pushed it out. And he has this document. So it's something that you should follow by. And I just keep following by it every day because kids are like sponges. And that's how I was when I was young growing up in Augusta. I was like, okay, I know I can't do this. I can't rob to be. I can't do that. So what else I can do? So I start looking to the business world. And that's what I want others to see that you can be somewhere as well. So started with a Title I school. My business platform was to take them out. Let them see something different. Instead of taking them to the zoo, let's take them to Microsoft. Instead of taking them to the ballpark, let's actually take them to the airport or let's go to these hangars. Let's see how these planes are made. Let's see where we can go. You know, let's see, because everybody has an idea. I mean, we're on a Zoom call. Zoom says, okay people can't see everybody so let's make something that they can see let's do set up a camera and that's how they got there so i'm just telling kids you can get there too just have an idea work with your community and push it out there 
why is it particularly important for us to build up that next generation of entrepreneurs and business leaders in our underserved communities? Because in the underserved communities, there's not a lot of resources. There's not a lot of people showcasing how far they can go. And we can just go back 20 years ago when I was growing up in Augusta, Georgia. It wasn't nothing to display. It was just a bare minimum. But it's so many careers out there that these kids can see. But we have to get out there and show them, especially in the underserved community. Going back to those resources. I remember growing up and I went to a school that it was something called the social. And the social was only for the elite kids. And the elite kids was barely anybody of color. And these kids, they learned about business etiquette. They went to different places and they always used to say, all I have to do is go to college and I have a job. That wasn't the option for us in underserved communities. So now we need to make sure that that is an option for them. Go to college, build up your community and be successful. Even if you don't finish in college, you still can be successful. I wonder now as a nonprofit, it's always about budget and how much you can do. But if you did have 10 times the budget that you have right now, how would you invest that? Um, right now, with the budget we have, we just uh, covering scholars, young scholars in Atlanta, Georgia, as well as in Augusta, Georgia. So we all know that underserved communities all work. It's all over. It's nationwide. So basically, if it was 10 times, we would be 10, 10 places. So definitely with that, and not only those 10 places, we will have more college scholarships for the kids to have that opportunity for them to be at those Fortune 500 companies that they say that they have a lack of talent at because they have a lack of talent because we can't push out those people to produce in those corporations. Because one thing about future successors is who's going to be the next successors? Who's going to be that next CEO? Who's going to be that next CFO? We all know that C CEOs are grooming the next, their successors 10 years ahead of time. But we're not looking at that in the underserved community. We need to start grooming our next successors. And that's what I want to do with that 10 times budget. And also with that being said, not only getting the kids into college, but getting their parents back into college. Because we understand that the kids are going to go home. And who is setting their mindset and their tone? We can only do but so much. So if the parents understand what we're trying to do, then the students will understand where they can go as well. That's incredibly important and well-stated. Education is the great equalizer and instilling those values in the home is, is great. Curious, I know you've worked with big companies like Facebook, Lockheed Martin, Starbucks, Cisco, uh, McAfee. What, what are those companies doing to support your program and, and how are those relationships making just a huge fundamental difference for their business and your young scholars that you support? So we have an annual youth expo that we work with those companies corporations and we're building up a pipeline to have the title one schools get introduced to those opportunities and fortune 500 companies so they have been working with me for three to four years and we have some kids that are interning at these companies but it's still a very minimal because we don't have a lot of kids that we're touching base here in Atlanta we want to touch more and in order for us to touch more we just got to expand more so that's what we're doing right now with those corporations we're setting the kids up to position them to win and then what's one big takeaway you want current and aspiring business leaders that are listening to this conversation today to take away from it something just hit me a word called redundancy because I know that corporations like oh we cut a check Oh, but how far can that check go if you're not 
instilling yourself in that community. Just pick a school that you want, pick a Title I school that you want to do, or pick a program. Keep pouring into them. Don't just cut that check that one time. Because we all know, well, let's just talk about the C-suite. You get a bonus annually. Why can't you give a check and you then make sure that you stay with that person, that school, that endeavor, that institute, whatever you want to do, pick it and stay with it. Love it. And, and what I love about Atlanta is it's a great community, particularly there's cities all over and people all over that are willing to pour in to your point. Uh, but I love kind of the, the, connection between the for and the nonprofit, the private, the private and the public and the education sectors here in our community. And I think we have a lot of room for just exemplifying what it looks like to be a conscious business leadership community in the city of Atlanta. So I think you're positioned well and just doing great work, Nikki, if people wanted to learn more about you go to your website, uh, follow your leadership, where would you direct them online? The website is www.futuresuccessors.org. Or you can follow us on Instagram. That is future, F-U-T-U-R-E underscore S-U-C-C-E-S-S-O-R-S. We will absolutely include all those links in the show notes. So all you have to do is click on it and go check out how you can support the great work that you and your team are doing, Nikki. Thank you again just for your gift of time today and for all the wonderful work that you're doing to support our next generation of scholars. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Well, that wraps up another edition of Chat with Leaders. Thank you for investing your time with us today. If you haven't already, we would be grateful if you shared this episode with a friend and rated it on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts so we can pass down the wisdom from our guests to more aspiring leaders. If you're interested in launching a professional podcast to grow your business, we would love to help. Check out chatwithleaders.com for more information and feel free to reach out by emailing team at chatwithleaders.com. Thanks again and go be a leader worth following.